And um, I didn't get through to the final. There were two semi-finals, so the first semi-final, I ended up pouring Ali a double shot of Worcester sauce in his drink or something because of nerves and really screwed it up. So I didn't go through, but I was like, no, I, w- I want to do it again, you know, because it was a really fun day and um, yeah, the co- you, you were there for the semi-finals. The competition is mm-hmm. incredible. Hello and welcome to Best Sips Worldwide. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz, an American travel writer living in London. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred, and I've been obsessed by the history of cocktails ever since. Through the years, I've been lucky enough to sip some of the best made by the best. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let me introduce you to the movers and shakers of the world's most famous watering holes. There's only so many times you can be called the best, right? Well, no. Not if you're our guest today, Aidan Bowie. Not only the head bartender of Dandelion in London, but also the winner of the Diageo World Class UK Bartender of 2016. As the competition to find the 2017 winners decided in a few days, I thought it would be the perfect time to chat with Aidan before he passes the crown over to whomever can fill his shoes. Not an easy task. Yeah, the first job it was, it was like a really sexy like boutique hotel in Edinburgh called Tiger Lily, and um, everybody was like fun to be around. They were like, you know, they they were quite they cared about what they did, and um, and the training there was immaculate. So you know, even you could see like quite a clear career path or or path to get up to the top. And how old were you? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. So I had read that you said you always worked in hotel bars. Yeah. You already knew. I want to go into a hotel bar, not, you know, a pub or I, a bar that's making tons of mojitos every night. Oh, we made loads of mojitos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I guess initially it was just for a job because I, I was at university and I wanted to move out away from home so that I could, you know, like like enjoy life as a student. Um, and I, So I, I needed a job. So initially it was just for that. And I guess that by training with those guys, you know, and you could see kind of the, the level of service that they gave and, and yeah, so... I guess it was inherent. Yeah, you just knew yeah, exactly. instinctively. Yeah, it just kind of happened. <laughs> and so what were you studying? I did civil engineering. Oh. Um, so I, was re- I, I loved maths and physics at school. So I did loads of... Civil, uh, yeah, civil engineering was kind of the one. And I really, like, I really enjoyed it, but I enjoyed working in the hotel much better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it was kind of one of those ones... This is cool, but this is what I love, and I very much like you should do what you love. Cause it's, and how it's did your parents feel about that after civil engineering? Yeah, they didn't talk to me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, um, they, yeah, they, they both worked in the hospitality industry, uh-huh. so they knew the draws, and they were just very much they wanted to make sure that I was going in for, for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did it for two years, and then I left university, became full time, and then. I decided I wanted to go back to uni, so I moved through to Glasgow, but when I moved through to Glasgow, a brand new five-star hotel was opening, and one of like the best bartenders in Edinburgh was going across to open it up, so I started working in there, and that's when I actually started like working in cocktails and drone behind the bar. So no bar back anymore? No bar back anymore. Mm-hmm. I just made the made And the so <laughs> when, when did you decide to start competing? 
Um, I I was really shy, and I, so I I was always kind of I, don't, I didn't want to compete, but Auchentoshan were hosting the competition in the bar that it was our bar, and we were all like as a team like one of us should one of us should enter. You know, it's your own bar, so you've got like home court advantage, so to speak. Um, so I said I, I said I'd do it. How many of there are you of there are you were there? So the the competition was twelve of us in the finals. I mean, at the bar. Oh, at huh? the bar, we had we had a team of like eight, uh-huh. and um, different guys had like different kind of expertise. Some people really wanted to do competitions; others were just very happy working in the bar, and, and that's it. And um, yeah, it was, it was just like a good opportunity for one of us to do it. So I chose to do it. Uh huh. Yeah. And so that was your first competition, and how did it go? Uh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I, I won, which was uh, really silly. Um, so I, I got through to the Scottish finals, and then it, it was the European finals. So the European finals were held down in London, uh, really close to here, actually. And Ryan, who's my boss now, was one of the judges. So the ju- like, it was like a whole long day kind of ordeal, but the winner of the European one went to go to the Dead Rabbit and do a, like a stage there. And, um, Back up for a second. Sorry. When you were no, no. When you were um, thinking of competing, how long had you been at the bar? I'd been there for three, no, two years. Two years. Two so years. you're pretty confident. Yeah, I was. In your yeah. Cocktail making, uh, but you know, to enter a competition, you have to com- come up with a whole new drink. Completely, and and just being great behind your bar is completely different from you know competition. You need to. To, yeah, you need to home in on a drink. You need to create something new. You need to be what the brand wants. You, you know what they want from the winner. So yeah, it was, it was a difficult transition. So how did you? I even know it's a while ago. Do you yeah. remember what your thought process was for that cocktail that won you the first competition? Yeah, I being in Glasgow, we we were in this five star hotel and we dealt with a lot of like international guests and and whiskey for me. Everybody took it very seriously, and I was like, "Let's whiskey should be fun as well, you know." So it was just about making like a funny, having a funny story, but making it accessible for everyone to drink, not just um, by the fire. And what dinner, is the you know? story? What was the story? Um, so in, in Glasgow, you have a little beer, a half beer with a, a whiskey, and it's called a half and a half. Um, and I guess if you're people don't think you should mix cocktails and whiskey, so. Like Scotland, if you're like messing around, you're faffing about. So I called it a faff and a half, mm-hmm. and it was like served to look like a little half pint of beer um, with Auchentoshans. Uh-huh. It was, it was so really you nice. really used your Scottish Scottish yeah. heritage as yeah, well. Because... Played in it far too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And from there, you you knew, oh, this is this is for me. I can win these competitions. I think I think so. Yeah, I think with with that one, I was just really fortunate. You know, and the the, the the drink worked well, um, and and it gave like a, it gave me an amazing opportunity to go to like a new country and you know and go to the best bar in the world, which Dead Rabbit. Um, but competitions, I was never I never wanted to be like a competition bartender or anything like that. You know, if something came up and it was something that like I digged and like it it would suit me, then, then I'd enter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and, and you've entered them and you've won them and you've done super well and now mm. and of course you've you've won pretty much the biggest one that you can ever win <laughs> in the UK so for someone who do, didn't want to do competitions you've somehow found yourself doing competitions <laughs> yeah it's in a good place and so what was it like to enter the world class Diageo competition uh, yeah it was amazing mm. and and I, I think it's the the best competition because it gives you like it's like the it tests you in the, the biggest range of skill sets, um, and when I entered, it was it was just to test myself. So I didn't I, I wasn't going in to win or anything like that. I, like winning's a lovely thing, but I'd spoken to a few people that had done it before, and you know the challenges that they set. It's, it's an amazing way of thinking about something, you know, and, and, and learning. So we spoke as a team, and I, I said that I wanted to enter, and um, and I so I entered last year, and um, I didn't get through to the final there were two semi-finals so the first semi-final I ended up pouring Ali a double shot of Worcester sauce in his drink or something because of nerves and really screwed it up so I didn't go through but I was like no I, w- I want to do it again you know because it was a really fun day and um, yeah, the co- you, you were there for the semi-finals the mm-hmm. competition is, is incredible so I, I entered the next competition yeah mm-hmm. and what do you think was the combination of skills you used to win I mean do you think you draw on your civil engineering you said you like maths and science do you feel yourself sorry these are a lot of questions at no, once. No, no, no. I mean do you feel yourself using that when you make your drink I mean or do you feel like it was two separate people no, you I, at the beginning and you I you feel now as a bartender I think like you're, as a bartender, you're, you kind of use your experiences that you've had to kind of make yourself better. I don't know, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And um, more from like upbringing and, you know, like how we were as a family and like hosting and all that kind of stuff. So I think um, the world class, the finals, it's like 10 of the best bartenders in the UK. So you have to kind of really try and shine. And it's, it's tough. So I wasn't. I, I'm not amazing with my drinks or anything, but I was able to like focus on other things in the competition. I think you're being super modest, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you know, I did read that there was a time when you thought maybe this isn't for me, and you wanted to do something, and that was right before you won. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I um, I was living in Glasgow at the time, and then I I, I moved down to London to do some brand work, so I, to, to not bartend anymore. Um, had you the, just had enough? Yeah, the, the the hotel that I was working in, there was never a fish, finish time, so you get home at six in the morning, and you know, and so you just waste your days. And I was just getting really exhausted with it all. So I moved down to London for this for this brand job, which which was really fun. And then I was really lucky because the the Ocintosham, the competition, the prize that we were talking about. Yeah, I, I ended up getting a chance to go and work at Dead Rabbit and I saw the passion that those guys had behind the bar and what they, you know, so that, that inspired me to get back into it. Uh-huh. So and just, yeah, New York inspired you. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and it was really funny because, so Ryan, who's now my, my boss, he judged me for the competition to go through. But then when I was working behind the bar at the Dead Rabbit one night, he was there. <laughs> so it was a really nice thing of me being able to like make him my winning drink in the best bar in the world. And then we went out for dinner while I was in New York and he, he kind of told me about what was happening in London with Dandelion and everything and, and I became inspired and, yeah, wanted to join. 
Yeah, so let's talk about Dandelion, since we're sitting right here. And it's such an incredible bar, and it's won so many awards. So you were there at the beginning. Yeah, so... Of, I, of the concept, I, or...? No, not, not, not of the concept. I think they... they um, I, I was there from, from when, when the hotel opened, which was amazing. So um, I started off as a senior bartender, so the guys had kind of had the menu design and had everything, like, you know... I, but I, I was there to kind of come in and bartend, and... I came in and I remember the first day that um, Marcus and Nathan, the managers at the time, showed me around, and like the space was amazing. I think we've got the best view in the world. You know, like people watching is one of my favourite games. And um, I was like, yeah, sign me up. Like I wanted to join, and I, like Ryan and Ian, what they did, and like I'd always followed them, even when they were in Bramble in Scotland. And I always like saw myself wanting to work with them and for them. And it, so it was an amazing opportunity. And you you won the Diageo World Class when you were at the bar here. Yeah, right? when I was at the bar here. Right, yeah. right. Because yeah. um, you've been there through tales of the cocktail giving it the international best bar and the best bar menu and all of those things. Are you are you now part of the creative team when it comes to creating? Because you've had a several menus. Yeah, creating so the new menus. We've done. I think the, the menu that we've done now is like the fourth iteration, and um, and actually it's, it's everybody that's involved as a team. So from kind of I guess from Ryan and me and general management all the way through the team. So for this menu, we had like our our host who's never made a cocktail in her life, but she came up with an amazing story for a drink. And um, there's a couple. There's a, there's a girl on the floor who, who's come up with a drink. She's never again never made a cocktail, and her drink's the best-selling drink on the menu. Okay. <laughs> so it's an amazing thing because like normally menus are designed by the two people that are on the bar, and and it's you know. But whereas here, everybody does it together, and I think it, it builds like a really strong sense of teamwork and you know. It's, Is there an overall concept for the menus and the bar? I think the the, the menus kind of. The tagline of the bar is modern botany, so the menus with that. So we're using a lot of different, like, kind of, I, I guess, like herbs, plants, root spices. Um, but the menu, the way we do it is that each drink has like a beautiful story behind it, and um, so there's a story first, and then the drink gets developed from from the story. So it gives us an opportunity to talk more with guests about it, and it's, it's a bit more of a special experience, I think. Mm-hmm. And while you've been here, you're also a Diageo brand ambassador, right? Yeah, so part of the, the, the world-class prize is, is amazing. So um, I got to compete in Miami, but then also for the for the course of the year that you're UK champion, you get to do a, a series of incredible events with, with Diageo. And the events that they put on, and did, were you, did you go to the gastrophonic one? Yes. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell me like some of the ones yeah. that really blew your mind? So we we did um, I did the Brit Awards, which was insane. <laughs> like we always, as a family, used to sit and watch the Brit Awards like on the couch. So to be able to like work there, their like kind of exclusive after party was was awesome. Um, I've been able to judge the new. The so no, for the Brit Awards, yeah. um, what do you guys do? Like literally, what what do you do as Diageo brand ambassador? So yeah, so I guess Ciroc Ciroc sponsored it. So we worked with Ciroc on on the drinks, and then we're there to serve the drinks on on the night. So serving. So it's serving and working and, to create stuff. Yeah, which was great. Uh-huh. And then also we've got other events. So next month there's London Food Month, 
and um, with Diageo we're working on we're doing like a pop up bar so we've come up with like different serves for like for the food month and then we're also as Dandelion we're working with it as well which is really cool it's great that you can be hand in hand with also bartend and yeah, do yeah. you know do the Diageo brand yeah. ambassador stuff. I, I, and I, I, like it goes perfectly well with each other, you know. And I think being able to make the drinks makes it tangible for for Diageo. You know, it, is, it works uh-huh. both ways. Um, you were said at the beginning that you were kind of shy, and so how does that work with being a bartender? Because don't you have to be chatty all the time and chat with the guests? Yeah, I think when you're behind the bar, you've, that's exactly what you've got to be. But being shy and I guess you have to push yourself and it's something that that we try and emphasise here more than anything so anybody can make a good drink but we want it to be like with guests and engage with guests all the time so it's like a nice kind of communal atmosphere in the bar and everybody's really comfy so they stay for the chat at the bar yeah they stay and they say and they have conversation and then they'll meet new people you know and it's just yeah it's a nice I think it's, it's a very it's very. It's something that happens in in America a lot, but maybe not so much in London. In London, guests tend to sit at tables and not speak. But do you know, in New York, everybody sits at the bar and chats to each other. And, um, yeah. Do you do you feel after having been in New York um, that there's a big difference? Obviously, you're only in New York for for a short period of time, yeah. but a difference between the the, the customers. Uh, yeah, we're we're really lucky because Dandelion's in an American uh, company hotel, so we get a lot of American guests, and so I guess that we have that, so we get to see both. But yeah, but in in London, a lot of our guests are really happy to sit at tables and get served, which is cool. Whereas we'll get a lot of Americans at the bar, and then it's nice conversation, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you get really you're, because it's a hotel bar, you really get to talk to every kind of person. Yeah, uh-huh. and that, that, that's the beauty. You get to. As a hotel guest, you know, we can recommend places, we can put them in touch with our favourite bars to go to. So you'll have a a guest that's here for the week on business and you get to kind of help make their stay in London amazing, which is... Mm -hmm. Well, you have such a beautiful bar. And so I'm going to try one of these cocktails made uh, from flowers. Amazing. (laughs) The view of St. Paul's Cathedral is almost as spectacular as the drinks at Dandelion. How can I thank Aidan enough for taking the time to speak to me today? We are also so lucky. For our cocktail of the week, Aidan has given us one of his own recipes from the bar, and it tastes incredible. He calls it the smoked banana old-fashioned. You add 50 ml Johnny Walker Gold, 10 ml Kochi Americano Vermouth, 5 ml Creme de Banan, 5 ml Sugar Syrup, and 2 dashes of Angostura Bitters to a mixing glass with ice. You stir until chilled and then strain into a tumbler full of ice. Finish it off by garnishing with an orange zest. So easy and so tasty. Next podcast, we venture to Menorca to see how their Mahone gin is different from pretty much every other gin in the world. And why, after one visit there, I still can't stop drinking their national cocktail, the Pomada. Until next time, Bottoms up. For more information and links to everything you've heard about, plus a bit more, please visit bestbitsworldwide.com. Thanks for listening to Best Sips Worldwide, a spin-off of Best Bits Worldwide. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, 
including moderation, and never drink and drive. Okay, I said that last part. Theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. You'll find me at the bar. Bye.